Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, good morning. So good to be with you. <laughs> ah, just relaxing into our divine connection and the flow of love together. How wonderful. How wonderful. So grateful and so blessed right now. And in this moment of blessing, let us tune within, let us turn within. We place our hand on our heart. We open our hearts and our minds to the Holy Spirit, to the higher Holy Spirit Self. And we remember our true identity, which is that we are the perfect givers and receivers of love. Taking this holy breath of love and gratitude, we lift our vibration high into that place of expansion, awakening awareness. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self right now, giving the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. We open our minds and open our hearts to be wholehearted for love. In truth, we are grateful and thankful to dedicate this time right now to dedicate ourselves to awakening awareness, to expanding in love and extending love to all of our brothers and sisters. So we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. And we give thanks for that. We give thanks that we can be a healing and beneficial presence in this world. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that we get to connect in this way. I know that people from all over the world share in this radio show. And uh, I'm getting to be a little bit of a world traveler here, uh, just uh, in New York, doing some work in New York and leading a workshop there. I have a workshop that's called Be a Love Magnet. And uh, you can get the three-hour class on CD if you want at jenniferhadley.com. So I was just in New York doing that. It's wonderful. It's fall in New York. And I lived in New York for 10 years. And how cool is this? Listen, listen to this. So back in the 80s, when I was miserable, <laughs> 
uh, like so many of us have been. And isn't it wonderful that I can laugh about it now? I was so miserable. I didn't know what to do or how to, where to turn, really. And uh, what what unfolded for me was I had gotten a job uh, that was my dream job. And uh, I really, I, I was so excited about it. It had been my my heart's desire to work in the music industry since I was a young teenager. I just love music and music people. I have a lot of friends who are musicians and songwriters and producers and all of that. And I've always loved music. So that was my dream to work in the music industry and to help those artists and be a beneficial presence. Well, I, I got a job. I thought it was my dream job, but it turned out, oh, no, it wasn't. I had made a false idol of my job. And uh, it's quite interesting how these things unfold. And it actually turned out to be really miserable for me. And uh, so I, along with other things that were going on for me at the time, I, I really crashed and burned. And you know what it was, was I got to a place where I just wanted to kill myself because I didn't imagine that there was any way my life could improve. I did not see how it could improve. It was so clear to me at 26 years old that I didn't know. I did not know how to live a good life. I did not know what was truly valuable. I did not know how to get the things that I thought would make my life worthwhile, that would make me worthwhile, right? So I was in that place of looking for outside validation. And, uh, you know, on the surface, I was making money and living in Manhattan, had a great apartment, had good friends who loved me, good family who loved me, and I was attractive. I felt like, you know, on the surface, everything seemed fine, even though I didn't like my job, and I was filled with worry and anxiety. The main thing was I was intensely judgmental, intensely critical. Everything was an upset for me. I thought it was my job to take offense at everything because I thought if I didn't take offense at everything, people would just do whatever they wanted and that my taking offense at everything and judging everything was how I was going to bend things to my will. It was how I was going to control and manipulate the people in my life, whether they were complete strangers on the street or on the subway or friends and family. I thought that through my judgment, my consternation, my condemnation, my taking offense that I could manage, control, and manipulate people to be more like I thought they should be. taking a sip of my spiritual espresso. So uh, I was miserable because I was so wholly and completely not only identified with the ego, but I think really idolizing myself as an egotistical being. And it was in that time that I, I felt so suicidal because I just, I, I was so unhappy and I realized I don't know how to get the things of this world that I think I have to have in order to be happy. I do not know how to make this life work and be happy in this world. 
I am doing it all wrong, and I know it. And I don't know what doing it right even begins to look like. I was clear that I was clueless. Now, in a certain way, I was at the brink of surrender. And what I, the feelings of suicide, because I didn't feel I had permission to destroy my family and my friends like that and just take my own life. I didn't feel I had permission to do that. I didn't feel that selfish. So I just felt like I had to figure it out. I had to, you know, hope for the best. And I think what happened in there was I made a prayer. You know, kind of like Bill Thetford said to Helen Shookman, there must be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And Helen said, I think so, and I'd like to help you find it. You know, there, was, there were the two or more who were gathered. And so for me, what happened at that time was with some of my good friends, I started going to unity services at Lincoln Center and listening to Eric Butterworth. And I started a practice of meditation and prayer. And the intense feelings of wanting to take my own life got less I still was incredibly confused and unhappy. But I began to touch into the lightness. And I actually found a really helpful therapist who had a spiritual approach. And we did it as a spiritual practice. And it became my the beginning of my true spiritual awakening. And the first realization for me was really how completely and totally shut down and cut off from my feelings I was. I was terrified to feel my feelings because nothing felt good. (laughs) And so it was a journey. It was a real journey. And taking a sip of my spiritual espresso this morning. Oh, it tastes so good. And bit by bit, I began to figure things out. But I I really was a slow learner because I was so attached to my opinions and judgments. I really, really was. It wasn't until I was in my early 40s, so like 16 years later, that uh, 15 years later, that I really began to take a turn. And it was because I was deepening my practice of prayer and meditation. Yeah, I took a lot of classes. Yeah, I read a a lot of books. But it was the practices that I started to feel in my heart. And these are the tools and the practices that I now teach in my classes. And they have been, they have totally transformed my life and my experience. And, uh, Things have improved so much. So in the Living a Course in Miracles series, some of you are listening and participating, you know that our theme this time for this entire eight-week free class is true healing and lasting transformation. And we had Gary Renard with a wonderful class in true forgiveness and Gabriel Bernstein 
uh, teaching healing self-esteem, Tama Keeves healing in creativity and career, and then Regina Dawn Akers last week did a beautiful, beautiful job healing in relationships, such a key thing. So I'm really feeling this healing in relationships theme. And uh, then this week we've got David Fishman, Dove Fishman, as many of you know him. He's oh, he's such a love bug, and our class this week is in healing anger and hurt. I think that's my favorite topic this time <laughs> because it's just it was such an issue for me. I cannot wait for the homework call this week. And today, I fly to Hawaii to the Big Island of Hawaii, and I'm I'm not sure where I'm going to be during the homework class. I might be in Kauai. How cool would that be? Be very early. Um, in the morning, be the middle of the night, actually. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'm getting together in Hawaii with David Hoffmeister, and we are planning our retreats. We've got three retreats coming up. Uh, we're doing two at the Living Miracles Monastery that David founded uh, outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. It's absolutely heavenly there. It is so beautiful. And the energy there is so pristine and loving. It's a definite healing vortex space. So we've got two retreats this year at the Living Miracles Monastery. Uh, Christmas week, we start on the uh, winter solstice, right? So if you're celebrating the end of the Mayan calendar, come celebrate with us at the winter solstice. And then um, we've got a week-long retreat over Christmas, and I forget exactly when it ends. I think it's December 27th or something like that. And then the next day, I believe it is, or the day after, we start a week-long retreat for New Year's. And you can do both back-to-back. How cool is that? That's what David and I are doing. So two weeks of restorative, healing, nourishing retreat over Christmas. Do one week or both at the Living Miracles Monastery. And the details are at jenniferhadley.com. Go to the events page. You can click through from there. Uh, and then uh, we're doing a week in Hawaii in uh, early February, right at the beginning of February. And you can come for, we've got a six seven days, I think, six nights, and you can even add up to, I think, three or four extra nights with us there on the Big Island of Hawaii. So we're planning three really nourishing, restorative healing retreats. And uh, the Hawaii one will be more of a vacation retreat with less teaching, and the Christmas New Year's will be a little more nourishing. And I mean, not nourishing. Yes, they'll both be all be nourishing, but the... There'll be um, more silence. There'll be some silence, I should say, over Christmas and New Year's. I don't think we're going to get too silent in Hawaii. I think we're going to be doing a lot of, yeah, baby, having fun. But um, and swimming with the dolphins and visiting Pele, the volcano. We've got some wonderful trips planned. Anyway, so I'm, I'm flying to Hawaii today to meet with David and to plan all those retreats and work out the details. So we've got a working vacation. So part of why I bring this up, folks, is because back when I was in my 20s, I was so miserable and so unhappy. I could not imagine that there was any way that I could ever find a happy life. 
And now I feel so blessed. I have such a yummy life. And it's wonderful. So I'm I'm traveling. I'm going to Europe in November. I'm going to Ireland and England and Germany. I'll be in the UK and London and in Ireland. And uh, just and all those details are at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. So all of this and... I'm, I'm getting to spend so much of my time with lovely, lovely people like yourself, which is my greatest joy to connect and be with the peeps. So it's a blessing. And I get to offer so much of what I offer for free. And people support me with tithes, you see. I never in a million years could have imagined that my life could become this way. But it, it came through surrender. It came through surrender. Yes. Surrender, surrender. I had to surrender first. So in the New Testament, Jesus says, you must lose your little life to have life everlasting. To find the gates of heaven, really, you have to be willing to surrender your attachment to your little life, the little self, the selfish self, and release it because it's a totally false identity. So it is from where I sat, right, when I was identified with the selfish self, from where I sat, I could not imagine the life I live now. I could not imagine how I feel about myself now. I could not imagine the awakening that's unfolding. So I had to go on faith. I had to go on trust. That was my only way. Yes, to surrender all the attachments to playing small, surrender all of the attachments to thinking I know how to live a good life, to surrender all the habits of giving to get and trying to control and manipulate and judge and criticize and manage my loved ones and all the people around me. I had to give all of that up to discover the yummy goodness that was always available to me. So I'm inviting you to move into surrender. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, baby. So it's time for us to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk. We're living the love on Unity Online Radio. Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. 
We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. From on the air to on the sea, pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less dew and a lot more Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So the reason why I share all of that is because people like me, can't imagine that it can get better. They can't imagine how to get out of their misery, right? And here's the here's the thing, and this is to me, this is 24 karat gold with diamonds in it. The how is not for us to figure out. No, of course we don't know how. We don't know how because it's not about us trying to work our will. It's about us surrendering our will. When we are willing to surrender our will and align with the will of our own higher Holy Spirit itself, the great I Am Presence, which has encoded into it everything that could make us jump for joy all day long. When we're willing to surrender how we think it should be, and how we think it should look, and simply relax into love, and let love be like a river 
that takes us to the yummiest spot on earth, then we can get there. But if we're trying to figure out how to get there, and if we think we know what it looks like, we're mistaken. We're in limitation. Because that's our humanness is all limitation, right? Our higher Holy Spirit self is all expansiveness. So unless we're willing to align with that and surrender, all we can experience is limitation and more limitation and more limitation and more limitation. So if you're focused on feeling and thinking that you're in lack, that's all you can experience more of is more lack and more limitation. And the good news is at some point you may become so sick of it that you will surrender. So that's the thing. Ultimately, you will surrender. You know, resistance is futile. <laughs> you will come to a place of surrender. So will you come to a place of surrender in this lifetime, in 10 lifetimes from now? When will you get there? When will you have had enough of creating your own se- sense of suffering and move into, okay, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to surrender and start to follow divine guidance. And instead of doing what I think, I'm going to find out what my higher Holy Spirit self thinks and follow that. And when we do that, then everything changes. So it's it's miraculous because our life is meant to be miraculous. It ought to be ma- miraculous and it can't be miraculous until we surrender, right? There's no order of difficulty in miracles. Miracles are our inheritance they are our true and natural state we are entitled to miracles if we're not living a miraculous life it's because we have yet to surrender so sometimes we have miraculous experiences and momentary ahas and all of that teaches us what's possible right but if we don't hold on to it and cultivate that feeling tone of the miraculous of the magnificent then we forget about it that's just how it goes been there done that you know so we have to really look at specialness and that's what i wanted to share with you today so chapter 24 the goal of specialness i love this oh my goodness (laughs) first of all it starts in the introduction forget not that the motivation for this course is the attainment and the keeping of the state of peace that's the motivation for the course that's the goal of the course peace keeping a state of peace. Given this state, the mind is quiet and the condition which God is remembered is attained, right? It is not necessary to tell God what to do. God will not fail. See, now when we are really identified as a separate will, we have not aligned our will with God. We think we have to tell God what to do. We think we have to outline and give God clear direction or God will somehow not deliver what we want 
So this is the thing is, this is when God is our messenger boy, our delivery service, rather than, you know, and that's, that's a lot, a lot of people in new thought have gotten, uh, sidetracked into thinking that it's about being able to be better manifestors and demonstrators. It's not. It's about being the love of God and being better givers and receivers of love to the point where we just simply are that in our perfection and then seek first the kingdom and all else will be added unto you. What Doesn't that sound like the ultimate in manifesting and demonstrating? Sounds like it to me. So that's the thing is surrendering how it looks and how it happens and moving into the place of really being willing to experience the highest and best instead of the limited idea that you've cherished for so long. So it's not necessary to tell God what to do. God will not fail. And then I love this in the uh, section one here. Specialness as a substitute for love. Isn't that our journey? Love is extension. Love is extension. And this is valuable to understand because it's really love is unity. Love is all that there is. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. Love offers everything forever. Hold back but one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you asked a substitute to take its place. What's the substitute? Your opinion, your belief, your judgment. Yes. Love offers everything forever. To withhold the smallest gift is not to know love's purpose. Hold back but one belief, one offering, and love is gone because you asked a substitute to take its place. And now you must war. The substitute for peace Come with the one alternative that you can choose for love. And now must war, sorry, now must war, the substitute for peace, come with the one alternative that you can choose for love. Your choosing it has given it all the reality that it seems to have. Yes. So, I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart right now and tune within. And let's just look at some of the things that we've made special, (laughs) right? It's every day, all day, looking at the things that we've made special. Sure, there's the special relationships that we have, but we can make our home special, right? We make it a false idol. We can do that with our cars. We can do that with money. We can do that with work. We can do it with jewelry. We can do it with just about anything. We really can. Because everything in this world is symbolic. It's representative. So we give everything in this world the meaning that it has. And so there's a reason why, you know, this old clunker car has, you know, there's no idolatry that we feel towards it. And then this other car, we idolize it. It's just everything we're giving it the meaning that it has. Either, you know, they're just cars. 
and their vehicles for our transportation. And the same is true in our relationships. We can make someone a false idol for a week or a day, right? And think that they are the most amazing, wonderful person. And then we learn something about them that we didn't know. And now they're despicable. We don't like them at all, right? That's why I love the, the sonnet by Shakespeare, Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds, nor bends with the remover to remove. It is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken, etc. So love offers everything forever to us. Everything real and of value is being offered to us through love, as love. And are we making the specialness a substitute for love? This is what we do. And it it says here, it talks about beliefs. Beliefs will never openly attack each other because conflicting outcomes are impossible. Okay? So there's only one outcome that can have. But an unrecognized belief is a decision to war in secret where the results of conflict are kept unknown and never brought to reason to be considered sensible or not. So many of us have hidden false beliefs. And they're literally creating the circumstances of our life because whether we know it or not, we have all these false beliefs. So one of the things that happens when we're in our spiritual practice, when we're praying to know the truth and have a full realization of the truth, when we're clearing our mind of the resentments and the regrets and the doubt and the shame and the blame and the hurt and the thoughts of revenge and jealousy, when we're clearing our mind of those thoughts and we truly no longer value them, we create some space. Our mind becomes spacious and vast as it truly is. That's its true nature. The, the mind of the infinite is just that. It's infinite. And so when we value having a pristine awareness, when we value clarification and purification and the spiritual qualities of purity and clarity are our true nature they're part of the nature of love and the nature of wholeness then what happens is when we're in contemplation when we're in meditation when we're in that available state the false beliefs come up into our awareness so that we can address them and clear them away now In my classes, one of the things I invite people to do is extended periods of contemplation and meditation. And uh, several years ago, one of the things I did was I went on a 10-day Vipassana retreat. So Vipassana is the type of meditation that Buddha used under the Bodhi tree to enlighten so it's a very focused style of meditation. And you really learn to focus your mind. And uh, the vipass- some people say Vipassana, some people say Vipassana. These meditation retreats, they're, you have to start with a 10-day retreat. You can't start with a shorter. So it's a 10-day silent meditation retreat. 
And uh, I think the national organ, if you just Google Vipassana, V-I-P, Asana, A-S-S-A-N-A, one word, Vipassana, if you Google that, you will find the international organization, the worldwide group that is, um, I believe, founded by a man uh, named Goenkaji. And he, you can find videos of him at YouTube. He's a wonderful meditation teacher. And he was my meditation teacher when I did the Vipassana. And uh, he'll be yours if you go with that organization. They have retreats all over the world all the time. Vipassana centers all over the world. And again, it's free. You cannot pay to go. It is free. And you can make a donation afterwards. And um, it's this mind training where you're sitting in meditation many hours a day. There are only three required hours a day, uh, I believe. But um, for me, it was, uh, I think, 10 or 12, 12 hours a day, I think. In, in different one-hour one sittings, they're all one-hour sittings. And uh, I went here in Northern California, and um, it was wonderful. For me, it was a lot like a, just a really restful vacation. But around me, many people were having a very challenging time staying in the silence, staying in the meditation. And um, what was truly amazing is miraculous levels of healing and so that's part of why i'm sharing this because when you take the extended time to do the retreats and have the silence and be in spiritual community with like-minded folks doing the deep work you have miraculous healing and in those settings we're more willing more available to value the healing and to hold on to it Right. So we've all had amazing ahas. I know it happens all the time that I hear people will say, oh, I had such an amazing aha today. And then a week ago you say, hey, what was that aha you had last week? And they can't even remember. It blew their hair back and now they can't even remember. So it's still there, still there in their awareness, but it got covered up again by choosing specialness by choosing the false beliefs and snatching them back again. So this is why I'm inviting you to consider total surrender. Total surrender. Just give it up for God. You know, it's you don't have to give up the stuff. You really don't. It's give up how you hold it in your mind. And surrender thinking that you know. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's oh, it's the it's it's what I said in my blog the other day, the or last week. Are you going to live your story or your glory? Will you anchor into the glory of God? Or are you going to keep perpetuating your story and the false beliefs? So I'm inviting you during the break to go to jenniferhadley.com and look around there. There's lots of free stuff there. You can become my prayer partner. You can find the information about livingacourseofmiracles.com and the classes with Dove Fishman this week and myself. Healing, anger, and hurt. That's going to be our focus. 
And of course, you can find out about the retreats with myself and David Hoffmeister. So right now, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. And we're walking the talk here on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. You Can Heal Your Life follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome their challenges. Tune in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says, We must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, You Can Heal Your Life, with Dr. Chris Michaels. Live, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about surrender. We're talking about surrender. One of the things that I had a realization of many years ago, oh my goodness, I realized, oh my godness, it's never not about surrender. It's never not about surrender. It's always about surrender. So for me, that was actually a happy realization because I started to realize, oh, I could surrender this. And I could surrender this. I'm trying to work my, oh, I've been trying to work my will over here. Oh, this I held special over there. And I could surrender this and surrender that. Because surrender one thing. I'm inviting you to surrender one thing. Perhaps it's one relationship that just, oh, 
it rubs you the wrong way. You've been trying to work your will, control, manipulate, manage, uh, whatever it is that you've been trying to do, and you are just, ugh, you are not happy in that relationship. And that relationship is not going away. Surrender it. Give it to the Holy Spirit. Yes, give it to the Holy Spirit. Go to chapter six, seventeen, and read the section on the healed relationship. Surrender it to the Holy Spirit. You only have to invoke the Holy Spirit once into your relationship and give it wholly to the Holy Spirit. And then, baby, you got to open up and listen to divine guidance. You got to stop trying to work your will. Must stop trying to work your will. Right? Think of Homer Simpson. Don't be Homer. <laughs> so back to uh, page 500 in my text, chapter 24. The goal of specialness is the chapter in section one. Specialness as a substitute for love. <laughs> That's my iPhone. Um, this It says here, Where do I begin? It's all so yummy. Well, it talks about the false beliefs are going to, they're hidden warriors, and they are going to disturb your peace. Make, mistake you not the power of these hidden warriors to disrupt your peace, for it is at their mercy while you decide to leave it there. So as long as you don't open your heart and mind, to allow the false beliefs to come up into your awareness. They're hidden warriors disturbing your peace. Is that how you want to live? That's no way to live. So do not deny their presence, nor their terrible results. All that can be denied is their reality, but not their outcome. All that is ever cherished as a hidden belief to be defended through unrecognized, though unrecognized, is faith in specialness. We put our faith in specialness instead of in God. This takes many forms, but always clashes with the reality of God's creation and with the grandeur that he gave his son. What else could justify attack? For who could hate someone whose self is his and whom he knows? So when we are willing to recognize our brothers and sisters are one with us, and to begin to live extending love to them at all times. We're going to be living in that lack and attack mode, and that's all we can experience. We can never have an experience of true peace. Only the special could have enemies, for they are different and not the same. And difference of any kind imposes orders of reality and a need to judge that cannot be escaped. What God created cannot be attacked, for there is nothing in the universe unlike itself. But what is different calls for judgment, and this must come from someone better, someone incapable of being like what he condemns, above it, sinless by comparison with it. The special ones feel weak and frail because of differences, for what would make them special is their enemy. Specialness is the great dictator of the wrong decisions. Could you attack your brother if you chose to see no specialness of any kind between you and him? That's paragraph 7. 
Could you attack your brother if you chose to see no specialness of any kind between you and him? So our answered prayer is through our acceptance of the oneness of all life. Our answered prayer is through our release of cherishing and valuing the thoughts of lack and attack. Right? So surrender is the name of the game, baby. It really is. So we can decide to keep working our will and not aligning with divine will because we're afraid, oh, God might smack me down. But that's not what God's going to do. That's what we would do if we were God. (laughs) We're projecting that onto God. God is our loving nature. Right, But if we haven't truly accessed our own unconditional loving nature, we don't know God. If we still cherish thoughts of specialness, we don't know God. Not in the surface mind, ego mind. We can't know God with the ego mind. The ego mind fears God. So this is why we've got to surrender, total surrender. It's the only way. And ultimately, we'll all get there. So this is one of the things that I suggest to people very often is, you can't have peace and happiness and love and joy and freedom and a full experience of your God nature until you surrender all your thoughts of lack and attack. You can do them one by one, or you can go for total surrender. It's up to you. And for me, I went for total surrender, and I still have to work at it every day, but it is my joy. So it's my work play, it's my work healing, it's my work salvation, and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. I have the best work in the world, and I'm so grateful for it. And I get to extend the benefit of my healing and my expansion to you, to everyone. How beautiful is that? And it's real, and my life improves every day. I so completely don't want to kill myself anymore. I want to live. And I went through a long period, too, where I just thought, oh, this life is so dense. And that's one of the things that hits a lot of light workers. Just a sense of, oh, my God, it's so dense here in this world of form. Ugh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Right? I know what that feels like. And we've got to surrender that. We've got to surrender that to get to the expansion that we truly, deeply desire and that we all ultimately will get to anyway. So let us lead. Let us lead. Let us lead the way with our brothers and sisters instead of resisting and being in reluctance, which is really only evidence that we actually are having a healing. Because before we have resistance and reluctance to do the healing, we're just full on in self-sabotage and self-medication. Hello. (laughs) And by the way, if you have issues with self-sabotage, I am doing a workshop on the phone, online, November 3rd, I believe is the date. And all the details are at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. You can purchase it. It's $44 for that workshop. And also, um, if you're part of the Living a Course in Miracles series, if you purchase the gold or platinum package, that bonus self-sabotage class is totally free. 
totally free. So just FYI, if you or someone you know has big issues with self-sabotage, and I was the queen of self-sabotage, let me tell you that. So, oh, and what a miserable, uh, uh, what misery I made for myself when I was in that deep self-sabotage. So we're clearing it all out through choosing to volunteer to surrender and lead the way. This is the greatest gift that we can give to our family, to our coworkers, our friends, our brothers and sisters. So maybe you're a, a light worker like me and you do a lot of volunteer work. I do many, 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 many hours of volunteer work every week. Uh, most of my work actually is volunteer work. And, uh, Really, the greatest volunteer work you could do would be to deepen your spiritual practice, get out of the egotistical spiritual path and into the authentic, true, dedicated, devoted, surrendered spiritual path. And you don't have to know how. But when you are willing, and that is your heart's desire, trust me, your higher Holy Spirit self will tell you exactly what to do, when to do it, and where to go, etc., etc. And that's what Regina Dawn Akers was sharing on the radio show with me um, earlier this year. And she was just in Living a Course in Miracles doing a beautiful class on healing relationship. So she just gave the most beautiful testimony to uh, her path of surrender and how profound a difference it made in her life. We have that in common. Yes. Tama Keeves, same story. I'm going to have her on the radio show before too long. So let us tune within. Remember, tons of stuff at jenniferhadley.com. And uh, check out all the upcoming events, Europe, Hawaii. Um, Gosh, I can't even remember them all now. (laughs) But they're all there. So we place our hand on our heart and we give thanks. Mm. We give thanks. We give thanks to take this breath of love and gratitude and surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Surrender anything that we would withhold from love. We surrender the special relationships. We open our hearts and minds to know true freedom. Finding freedom in our heart and in our mind and sharing the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we allow our healing. We accept it fully and we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Say a prayer for me. Safe travels to and from Hawaii. Next show from Hawaii. Yay! Have a great week. I love you. Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. 
While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rose Murgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 